tuned to Practical Solutions for Life. Life is full of changes, whether it be a new marriage, a new position, or saving for retirement. These all require a plan. Each week, we'll pick a topic such as wealth, health, or relationships. We'll talk about choices and solutions that will empower you to take charge. Feng Shui can help you get ahead. It's ethical, practical, and it works. Let's get back to basics so that you can move smoothly through life's challenges. Welcome to Practical Solutions for Life. I'm your host, Katherine Wilking. Good morning and welcome to Practical Solutions for Life. It's 2019. Who'd have thought we'd be around at this time, hey? I'm your host, Katherine Wilking, and we're broadcasting from Lake Simcoe in Ontario. You'd think living in a snow belt, we'd be buried in snow by mid-January, but not so this year. The days have been cold, and we wait for the snow. Snow often comes with insulating factors, so it's not all so bad. And one of the reasons we live in a four-season town is that we get to experience the change, embrace what nature sends us, and of course, figure out what to wear. I've got some exciting news for you today. This could be another lucky day for you. What if you could figure out what to wear without stress every single day? What if you could look great and feel great every single day with minimum effort and still save time and money shopping for clothes? In fact, this could be a better year than last year. Not every day could be a record-breaking day, let's face it. We all have a cambium rhythm for day and night, but we also have high-energy output some days and recovery days on others. Does this recovery mean you stay in your pajamas all day? I don't think so. We all have responsibilities and commitments to show up and be the best we can be. On those off days, you may be spending too much time in your closet looking for something to pull you out of the blues and into the office. The reality is, if you can't be bothered to put out an effort for whatever reason, the day will turn out equal to how much effort you put into it. How you present yourself during the day has a massive effect on how people treat you. If you present yourself with confidence and flair, the doors will open for you. Let's pretend you're going to the bank to borrow a million dollars. Would you make an effort to look like you're worth a million dollars? Or would you actually show up looking like you need a million dollars? You see the difference? So think about it. Our guest today is Patty Morrison, image strategist. She's paid to help people just like you get dressed for perpetual success. Holy smokes. That's right. We're going to find out how to stay looking sharp and fashionable through snow and rain of winter, both for men and women. Our guest, Patty Morrison, has been helping people discover their unique style of dressing for over 25 years. She specializes in personal makeovers and has dressed thousands of men and women. She's an international speaker. She's published author of many articles on personal style. Her best-selling book, First Impressions, Dressing for Impact. Patty offers personal shopping, on and offline consultations, workshops, and a free monthly style advisor, an e-newsletter for those who want to look their absolute best. She also offers a certified image strategist trading program. Wow. Can't figure out what to wear and tired of shopping? You're in luck. Patty is here with us today. Hi, Patty. Hi. Thanks for having me. 
So glad you could join us. Uh, Patty and I met in Vancouver at the eWomen Network events a few years back, and we've been in touch ever since. So I'm excited to have you here. Patty, tell us a little bit more about your story. We're on the Empowerment Channel here, and we'd love to hear about your empowerment story or even a few aha moments of inspiration. How did you get started dressing thousands of people? Well, first I want to say that how you look, whether you're dressing for business or pleasure, um, how you look is very important because, you know, it affects how we feel. I know that we've all had that experience, you know, where we know something really important is going to be happening that day. So we, we take a little extra time with our hair and makeup. We get a little bit up earlier. Then we go to our closet and we pull out our favorite outfit. And that day we know we look great. We feel confident. And, you know, the whole day just generally goes better. And, uh, and then we have those days when nothing important is going to be happening. So maybe we sleep in a little bit later, push the snooze button a couple of times. Then we spend less time on our hair and makeup. And then we go to our closet. Mm-hmm. And then we, you know, we pull out something that we haven't maybe worn for a long time or maybe we spent money on it. But, you know, we knew kind of it was a mistake in the beginning or maybe it's not fitting properly. And inevitably, that's the day that we run into an old boyfriend or girlfriend <laughs> or a new client. And we say, why did I wear this outfit? Have you had that experience? <laughs> of course. <laughs> and then the other thing is that how we look has a powerful impact on other people. Because, you know, 90% of what people decide about us is based on how we look when they meet us for the first time. Yeah. And so, you know, in yeah. the first five seconds, right, people decide if they like us, if they trust us, and if they can relate to us. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. You know, it was never my goal to actually become an image consultant. You know, it was, was never your goal. Oh, interesting. No. no, when I was growing up, it was my hobby was sewing. And, you know, my mom taught me how to sew since I was seven years old, and then I took tailoring and pattern making and designing. Uh-huh. My, my other passion was I was really good at organizing things, and uh-huh. I actually really liked math too. And so, uh, you know, when they're trying to help you with career goals, they suggest that I become a computer programmer and system. Oh. So I went to the IT to get that training, and <laughs> it was kind of interesting, but it definitely wasn't my main passion. And, you know, my first corporate job, I had to come up with five professional-looking outfits for every day of the week. And, you know, do, trying to put my wardrobe together, I faced a lot of the challenges that my clients actually face today. And mm-hmm. so, you know, getting dressed in the morning was very stressful because I try on a whole bunch of things. Of course, I only had a student wardrobe I was working with. I had this mm-hmm. huge pile of clothes on the bed before I decided what to wear. And then nothing quite felt right. So, you know, I'd go shopping on my lunch hours and if the clothes fit and the price was right and I thought it looked good on me, then I think that I'd found this bargain. So then I get it home and the problem was that I found I had nothing to go with it. So then I go buy more bargains that didn't go with things. So after a little while, I thought like being a systems analyst, I should be able to put together a system for my wardrobe. Right. So, you know, I read books and I watched how people put their outfits together and I looked at the store windows, you know, to see like how they put the mannequins together. And I realized that there's, there is a system to putting clothes together. You know, it's quite, it's almost like a science. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got really good at doing that for myself. And then I started helping my colleagues and my friends. And eventually one day after about five years of working at my corporate job, I, um, I quit my corporate job and I opened a women's clothing store. Oh, good idea. So, and then I, uh, I wanted to get more training, so I, I researched the number one image strategist at that time, 
And I went to San Francisco and worked with him and trained with him for a number of years. And then um, for my for my store, I bought millions of dollars of clothes for my store. And wow, um, that was fun. I'll bet that was a riot. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was great. It's so much fun. I had to see how these layers, these little stepping stones in life, all come into. To, together at the same time when you know your purpose I'm here I had to go through all that stuff to get here right yes and you know it was really fun and I, I learned you know you make a lot of mistakes but on big things right so if, if you're if you're shopping in a store and you buy one blouse and it's not right well that's not bad but if you buy 20 blouses of that style as the buyer and it doesn't work it's a bigger mistake yeah, bigger mistake. Yes. Okay, I get it. So anyways, I got to the point where I could dress every woman to look amazing. So then I wanted to be able to dress more uh, people and expand my business. And so then after 13 years, I closed the store. And then I started working as a as a full-time image consultant. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, also, um, I also wrote my book, you know, where I teach my clients everything I want them to know. And for anybody who wants to like who hasn't been trained in fashion or just wants to know the nuts and bolts, like the fashion industry tries to make it a secret how fashion and they're always changing the goalposts. But when you know the basics, then, and you know, the basics, how to develop your own style, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. you have a lot more confidence when you're shopping and you can avoid a lot of those pitfalls. For sure. So Patty, what's the difference between a fad and a fashion? Yes. I always talk about that. Um, fads and trends so okay trends the difference is how you tell if something's going to be a fad or a trend is whether it's a solution to women's problems so you know like an example was like when cropped um, pants came in you know okay then you know how a lot of women were wearing shorts but as we get older you know sometimes your legs aren't as good or it's a little bit too casual so that that crop pant has really been you know it's, it's made it possible for women to be able to show off their shoes (laughs) <laughs> and like they're, you know, they're, fun, you know, how functional pants are. You're too. calling that a, a fashionable necessity. Is that what you're saying here? Yeah, they used to call them pedal pushers. Remember when you were little kids? Exactly. Way, way, back, way, way back. They called them pedal pushers. And now they have like every length of pant too, right? I know. It's crazy, you know, because the pant was short so it wouldn't get caught in their the bike pedals. Exactly. <laughs> that was an English term, but it's come back around again. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, a, a recent trend that they've, a, a recent, um, you know, new fashion look that's come that's, a, that's definitely a trend or is definitely a fad is, you know, those, those uh, uh, patterned tights that oh. a lot of people wearing. So yes. Only one little, one part that works to something, you know, but when, it, when everyone starts wearing them, a lot of people shouldn't be wearing them. And actually, okay, agreed, agreed. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference between a fad and a trend. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? If we had to wear the same thing, like a uniform every day, it, it wouldn't give us our individual style, right? right. And you know what? Uh, some people really like to have the uniforms, for example, going to school. You don't have to worry about what to wear. Then yeah. you get out in the workforce and uh, you got a problem. You don't know how to shop. You don't know how to what goes together. You don't know what's appropriate. So uh, we've got a lot to talk about here in the next mm. little while. And um, I wanted to move straight on to you were talking about, you know, four different styles that you're suggesting. Uh, we've decided there's a little quiz in your book that says what's your style. And then this is what you need to go shop for. You want to explain those to us, Patty? Yes. So there's four different styles. There's chic 
elegant, glamorous, and spicy. There's also four styles for men too, but I think we're just talking about women. Are we not today? We can talk whatever you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Anyways, and so, the, well, the men's, I'll just tell you what they are. The distinguished and elegant, uh, that'd be like a George Clooney look. Sharp okay. and athletic, that's kind of Matt Damon. Okay. Urban sophisticate, Adam Levine would be a good example of that. Mm-hmm. And wild and fun, that's Will Ferrell. <laughs> wild and fun. Okay. All right. Good. I'm just, um, just going to give you a little more details about the, the women's styles. Yeah, go ahead. It's really important that you know your style because when you know your style, you love your clothes and you feel really comfortable in them and they suit you. And so, um, you know, style is determined by body structure, body shape, facial features, mm-hmm. and personality. So mm-hmm. that means that sometimes people could have a main look and a secondary look if they're maybe more conservative, but they're their um, body shape and style and everything is more outgoing. So mm-hmm. you, know, you could have that, but I'll just so, tell you four main ones. Yes. Just a quick question. You mentioned f- facial features. How does the facial features work into the um, choosing what to wear? How does that work? Yes. Okay. Well, when I tell you the styles, I'll tell you about okay. that. Okay. All right. Okay. I, put that in. I wasn't really probably going to mention that one. So I'll, I'll put that in so you can see. So <laughs> an example of an elegant woman would be like Kate Middleton, Angelina Jolie, uh, let's see, Princess Di. Okay. Uh, Jackie Onassis. Uh, you know, th- these women, they like clean lines and simplicity. Mm-hmm. They actually look best in solids and neutral colors. And they wear relatively few prints. They're attracted to classic styles. Mm-hmm. They're a very good telltale sign of an elegant woman is she's happy to wear the same outfit over and over, as opposed mm-hmm. to a couple of the other kind of styles. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, they're happy in their own skin with classic lines and uh, carry yeah. it off elegantly. Is that how that is? Okay. Yeah. They, they rarely change their hairstyle. They mm-hmm. like their hair simple and structured. They avoid wearing too many colors in an outfit. And they avoid wearing too many accessories. So they often take an accessory out as they go out the door. Mm-hmm. This elegant woman has a quiet confidence. She exudes a feeling of wealth and importance. She's not comfortable showing a lot of skin. So she dresses sexy in a more subtle way. Mm-hmm. And then the, the chic woman. Oh, so yes. Okay. The, the chic woman. Um, you know, often you describe an elegant woman when she was younger as being pretty. Okay. Okay, then the chic woman. So this is like Barbara Streisand, uh, Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker. Those are all chic women. So this, the chic woman's look is intriguing, unique, and interesting, and sometimes a bit unusual. And she likes some details to be um, a bit different, a twist on the classics. Not just in the case of having your own style, because nobody wants to look like they're cookie cutter. But in particular, she likes details to be um, a, a little bit different. So mm-hmm. that she likes eclectic looks as opposed to things matching. And she, she likes and chooses subtle and uh, more subdued colors and prints. She likes delicate jewelry, both if it's simple or more elaborate. And uh, she often wears jewelry uh, made of wood, shells, stones, feathers, and kind of other natural materials like that. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is the most sophisticated of the four looks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more detail in my in my book but and the glamorous woman okay and so many times the chic woman can actually have almost she could have like a sh- more sharp features as opposed to the glamorous woman that I'm just going to describe right now so the glamorous woman these are like the celebrities like Jennifer Aniston Jennifer Lopez uh, Sandra Bullock mm-hmm. 
Julia Roberts, these would all be examples of glamorous women. So this woman is a, a trendsetter rather than a fashion follower. She has bright colors. Um, she often likes fabrics that have glitter and shine. She's the mo- often the most daring and adventurous in fashion. She learns a lot. She's learned a lot about fashion through trial and error. And that's because when she has the time, she loves shopping on her own. Mm-hmm. And so okay. we always expect these people to be kind of like, you know, fashion forward kind of people. We get a lot of ideas from what they're wearing because sometimes they're the first ones. So she can adopt trendier fashion gimmicks most easily. She may have a wardrobe full of impulse buys. Okay. Needs more clothes than the average person. So whenever I talk, if I talk to an elegant woman about paring down and simplifying her wardrobe, she's all into that. When I talk to a glamorous woman about, about cutting down and just having fewer things to wear, she's sometimes a little bit, no, that wouldn't be for me because she likes to change her clothes and have a different outfit every day <laughs> and be experimenting. Yeah. Okay. And she likes fashion magazines and beauty products. Her hair is often loose and longer. And a lot of the top models and movie stars fit into this category. A lot, a lot of times, glamorous women have bigger features in face of facial. Okay. Features. All right. They're, yeah. They're very glamorous. That's how we describe them. All right. And spicy women. Okay. Spicy women. These are like, you know, these are like our fun friends, right? So this is like Bette Midler, Rihanna, Tina Turner, Christine Aguilera, um, Halle Berry. And yeah. so this woman's a bit on the outrageous side. She has a fun and approachable personality, and she she likes to be the star of the show. She's never going to be ignored. She's often <laughs> more comfortable in jeans and a t-shirt. And oh, often, really? Yeah. Often these I, I would have thought that weird, yeah, if she was the spicy type. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And they don't really care what other people think. And, you know, when I go to clean a spicy woman's closet, she'd be making me tea and talking about everything else. And, yes, let's get to the clothes eventually. But it's not like her main focus. Okay. And she's uncomfortable with and resists conformity. She likes unusual hairstyles and colors. So, you know, she could often have, like, a colored streak in her hair. And she likes bold colors and and, uh, prints and often animal prints. And she naturally gravitates to sexier clothing. So that's okay. her, her main looks. Hmm. So certainly evaluating a style, who should you trust them? The people that are trying to sell you the clothes at the retail stores or your best friend or certainly, well, husbands aren't always truthful. <laughs> who should we trust here? Yes, I have a whole section about that, you know. Okay. The, the thing is, I remember when I had my clothing store, you know, and there was like three of us fully trained, uh, you know, people in there and we'd help a woman put together these fantastic outfits and then we always say like you know take it home try it on make sure it's you or whatever and so they take it home and then I remember this one woman came back and you know she had these two outfits with her and she's like you know what this isn't going to work for me and we're like you're kidding those were perfect outfits for you she's like you know what my daughter she's four she has really good sense of style and she said no these are just not me so you know that's like one little example of many Many <laughs> advice from all different kinds of people and all important people in their life too. You know, like a lot of times teenage daughters are trying to help their moms because they realize their moms are getting a bit matronly and they really want their moms to be a lot sharper. So they're, trying to <laughs> and then they try to put them into clothes that are too young for them. And then husbands, you know, a lot of times they have a, a look they like too. So a lot of times I'll just say, wear that when you're at home with your husband, if he loves that, you know, whatever, just maybe don't mm-hmm. wear that in public or, you know, whatever. But, you know, sometimes you just need, you just need help because, 
the thing is, you know, what? how I tell people is dress for 90% agreement. So 90% of the people that look at you go, yes. You know, if you're in business especially, you know, or even if it was new friends you wanted to get. But when people look at you, they go, yes, you look credible. You know, I want to give you your, my money. I can relate to you as opposed mm-hmm. to, you know, dressing for like, um, sometimes when I'm dressing um, kids, you know, when they're when they're going on a job interview, you know, and they want to wear the ripped jeans and. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that a little bit uh, later. Um, yeah. We're going to have a short break here, Patty, and for all those listeners, we've established now how to improve your confidence a little bit by finding your right style. So stay tuned. We're going to talk about more seasonal wear. Um, fashion faux pas and tons more so we'll be right back in just a few minutes become our friend on facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice america Catherine Wilking uses unique personal profiling and other feng shui tools in order to help you excel in all areas of life, wealth, health, relationships, and more. She offers face-to-face consultations through Skype or Zoom calls. She will set up your home office for success. Visit KatherineWilking.com and take advantage of the Home Harmony Package. Catherine would love to see your space and help find the right solutions for you. Check out other products and services at KatherineWilking.com. Catherine Wilking Designs is a counseling service with a difference. I'm Catherine Wilking. I use feng shui to help people achieve their goals. Are you having issues with your coworker or partner? Or perhaps life is beginning to spin out of control. Feng shui can help. Rearranging your space can always rearrange your life. Doesn't it make sense to set up your office, bedroom, and entire household for success every single day? Feng Shui never goes out of style. Visit my site, katherinewilking.com, and let's get your space working for you. Are you looking for life's answers? How about the meaning of true self? Can you really be a better person overnight? Well, good luck with that. Now, if you really want to know more about this insane world and life we lead, tune into Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. You'll learn about how the brain operates under different psychological conditions. Some common sense. Heck, you might just actually learn something. Listen Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and entertained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market you are listening to practical solutions for life If you'd like to send a question or comment about our program, 
please send an email to Catherine at CatherineWilking.com. That's K-A-T-H-R-Y-N at CatherineWilking.com. Now, back to Practical Solutions for Life. And we're back. We're talking with Patty Morrison today, an image strategist to help you be the best you can be. Many of these strategies and ideas are doable for most of us. It just takes a little commitment to put your best foot forward each day. So finding out more how you can be successful, I have a pressing question for you, Patty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Looking out the window this morning, mm-hmm. what tips do you have to go out to a, an interview, luncheon, wedding or something and to get there all in one piece? You know, hair, makeup, clean footwear, uh, the seasonal issues this time of year. How do we cope with all that? Yes. Well, you know, I always say to people, there's no bad weather. There's just bad clothes. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) own the clothes that are appropriate for the weather because there's nothing worse than being cold or, you know, or having shoes that you're not feeling comfortable in with the weather or whatever. So, uh, you know, a lot of times, too, it's like making sure that you have like the right shoes and the right boots or shoes in your closet. So um, sometimes I find people have you know, they have their favorite their favorite footwear, but it's not always appropriate for um, that kind of weather. Okay. All right. Um, and, and what about hats and yeah. stuff like that? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, hair can be a bit of a problem because, you know, you can wear a hat, but you got to make sure that you don't have to take the hat off because otherwise you can have hat head. You know, that, that thing you just or, or you could spritz in the washroom to just fluff it back up again. You could. If you have that kind of hair, that's fantastic. <laughs> people's, go, people's hair goes too flat or too curly in the rain. So, you know, sometimes you have to have a bit of a different style when you're... If, oh, when you're okay. Yeah, ask your hairdresser what to do it, uh, with your curly hair or frizzy hair or whatever. Uh, interesting. Patty, you talk about roadblocks in your book. How does someone sabotage their success by not being stylish? Uh, yes. Okay, so um, what, what particular did you want to talk about, the roadblocks? The roadblocks that can get in your way of uh, success. Yes, okay, so, you know, I, I have a number of those. Um, one is when people say that they don't have the money right now. So I always say, you know, it's such an investment, right? It's like just like you might not have the money for a house or a car. And really, your, your clothing is a small investment for a great gain. So, you know, even... Even if it's just today, starting creating a budget so that you you actually will eventually be able to add it. And, you know, it's always easier to put together a wardrobe when you have, like, enough money to do it right away. But even if you're doing it one piece at a time, it's amazing how, you know, over the years, how people can develop a wardrobe rather than just filling up their closet with clothes. And some people say that they don't have, like, a flair for fashion. But, you know, everybody... Everybody who learn who knows how to put together fashion has learned it because they have an interest. So if you don't, so you can either just learn it through like things like my book or other people's books or talking to people, or you can or you can get someone to help you. But it's not people aren't just born that way, which sometimes think. And other women think they should be able to do this on their own. You know, like we don't think we have to do computers on our own or you know technology or whatever or decorate a house sometimes, but we, we think we should be able to dress ourselves, but we've never had any training in it. So mm-hmm. don't feel bad if you, if you don't know how to do it. There, there's just some simple things that you need to learn. 
Yeah, we seem to wear different hats too. You know, we're we're the mom and we're the the wife and we're the arm candy at other other parties. You know, and um, but dressing appropriately for where you're going that goes back to having the student get dressed for an interview. You know, they're wearing their their favorite. Um, these the suits that came out for men a couple of years back they just all seemed too small or too tight and too short yeah. and too whatever it, yeah. it just that doesn't seem right to me so think about the environment that you're working in if it seems kind of conservative then maybe it's a conservative environment and you have to dress appropriately um that analogy, the first uh, example I had at the introduction about going to the bank to borrow a million dollars, are you going to go in with your ripped up jeans and poverty stricken peasant top and, yeah. uh, you know, whatever? Um, maybe, may, you know what, um, if you're going in for a first loan, I think they want to know that you're responsible enough to, you're going to be able to pay it off too. Mm-hmm. But whenever I trust people with my money, whether I'm shopping um, retail or house uh, as a home stager, I'm looking for goods, uh, household b- retail banking, but first impression works both ways is, mm-hmm. um who am I going to give my money to? Some of the salespeople uh, are not always dressed up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one fellow at a, working at a bank a couple of years ago dressed in a stunning suit and tie, uh, but his hair wasn't tended to. It looked like he yeah. just rolled out of bed and then popped into this expensive suit. So it wasn't a, it was an icky experience, not a good experience at the bank, right? Uh, casual Fridays, I believe, were instigated to re- allow a relaxed atmosphere in the sometimes hectic offices. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it seems that the norm is casual every day. Um, some businesses, of course, are casual. But why is it that many office managers don't instigate or enforce a proper dress code? Yes, you know, this is part of my job. Com- companies often call me in to actually upgrade the image of their of their employees. You know, the way to solve this is to uh-huh. actually think of putting of dividing your wardrobe into categories and then having capsules within each of the category. You know, there, there's actually six categories of clothes. And um, most people, okay, so the, the categories are sporty, which is strictly exercise wear. And we actually see people wearing exercise wear, just keeping it on for the rest of the day. <laughs> I've seen that, yes, and wearing flip flops to work, <laughs> and then and and sporty clothes never get worn to work. And then there's weekend wear, and these are the clothes that you wear, like if you're cooking or you're sitting on the couch watching TV, or mm-hmm. you're you're just out and about doing things, relaxed, get yeah. dirty, and you know. And this is weekend wear. Now, what's happened with casual Fridays is people started wearing weekend wear to work, and once you go to that level. People just want to wear that all the time. So they're kind of wearing their clothes, you know, jeans. and They're comfortable. And they just get more and more comfortable. And then the culture a lot of times, you know, reinforces that. And then the management are just going crazy because, you know, it's like everyone's wearing it. So where do they start to, to you know, improve the dress code? So I sometimes get to be the bad guy, but whatever, it's good. It's good for work. <laughs> but then, then there's um, dressy, dressy and business casual. That is the... Um, that that's what we're seeing mostly in the workforce these days. And when people go to like, um, you know, if you're going to go to somebody's house for dinner, that's kind of dressy casual. Mm-hmm. You just want to look a little better than wearing weekend wear, but you don't want to be wearing anything like suiting. Yes. So if that's dressy casual and business casual is also a more relaxed uh, suit kind of look, right? It's like different kind of jackets and, but it's definitely not weekend wear. 
You know, the way I always say, if you were wearing business casual, you wouldn't sit on your couch wearing those kind of clothes, right? Or you wouldn't. Okay. Yeah. You'd come home and change. Yeah. Sometimes it's dry cleanable kind of fabrics too. And then there's Mm -hmm. presentation. That's what we used to wear for business a lot years ago when we all used to kind of wear suiting. But that, uh, that basically I only see that in the uh, downtown law and, and, um, and accounting offices. And then there's elegant evenings. So um, sometimes, you know, if you're going to go to a special occasion, you don't want to be wearing something you'd wear to a gala ball, but maybe you're going to a house party. So if you just have like a few different tops, so it doesn't look like you're wearing your, your work clothes or your weekend wear, or you're going to, you're, or you're overdressed. So if you have a couple of pieces in each of these categories that in you know, a couple of outfits, then no matter what kind of opportunity comes up, you have the right, uh, they have the right outfit to wear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So buying pieces like that, your example, your your classic pants that fit and go anywhere, you mm-hmm. can change that those tops, you know, from elegant and the sparkles to something yeah. a little bit more, uh, you say casual to um, either go shopping or hang out on the couch or visit people and things. So, um, so I I think that a, a classic pair of pants, uh, dark solids. Mm-hmm. Whatever your colors are, are important to and it, and then layer maybe layer the tops would be helpful. Yeah, and I'm changing think, that look. Yeah, you know, have very few bottoms and more tops because people see you from the waist up. And when you're buying quality clothing, you know, I always encourage buying quality because the clothes last. And then if after washings or dry cleanings, they still look as good as they did, the, you know, years ago when you bought them. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we've got some questions coming in here. Uh, listeners are writing in here. Would you be able to just take a few questions then, Patty, and then we'll go back. You can um, I'll give your personal challenge out to the listeners in a few minutes. Would that be okay? Yeah, that'd be great. This is a couple of miscellaneous questions that uh, would be interesting. This one says, uh, hi, Patty. I work with color and designs each day, and I find fancy colored nails to be distracting. Is a clear polish acceptable or should I do next thing at all? Yes, that's great. Um, you know, I think it depends where you are, right? Because if you're, if you're uh, you know, that can be a great accessory to have color. But if you don't want your hands to stand out too much, then or you're going for a job interview or something like that, then uh, I always suggest a light or clear nail polish. And I always say at least put some, at least put clear nail polish on because especially as women get older too, right? It just adds to the kind of polished look. Just put something on there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one's talking about name tags. Um, this lady says, I've been to many events uh, and networking for business, and I hate the name tags people give me. They seem to distract from my carefully matched outfit and jewelry. So what do I do with them? How do I wear them properly without seeming arrogant? And, uh, you know, I don't want your stupid <laughs> name tag, basically. So I don't know if she's talking about the stick-on ones. I don't yep. like those either because I don't know what to stick it on and, and then there's the other ones with the um ribbons and I, i'll tell you i've had some horrible pictures of me with my name tag all crooked right what do you what do you think we should do with the name tags patty yes well for sure you don't want to be wearing those stick on ones if at all possible because they do kind of wreck your clothes and then you've got to think of photo opportunities right with yeah. your business so i mean i just i've always bought like a bigger or had one had one made it's like ten dollars to have them made, right? And then you have just your name. And have your own name tag. Yeah. Ah. So, yeah. Uh, just the one with the pin kind of thing. 
the yeah. pin on or a necklace or the um you know the magnetic one Oh, the magnetic ones. Okay, so have your own generic, maybe with your logo or something on it, and just say, you know what, I don't need your name tag, and I'm going to use my own kind of thing. Great yeah. idea. And make sure your name is big enough that people can read it, because the whole purpose is so people can see you, right? But, you know, have you ever, like, been trying to stare at somebody's small name tag and try to figure out what their name is when you probably... <laughs> or um, it's, in a, it's in a light color? Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. Thank you about that. Uh, here's another one. Styles change and we age, and you're telling us to buy t- today while looking ahead for the timeless pieces. Mm-hmm. How can we work with the current colors this year if they don't resonate with us? Huh. You know, I always tell people to buy classically adventurous. You don't want to buy matronly, and you don't want to buy anything too trendy because we kind of go in five to seven-year cycles. So, you know, you're, you're constantly, your wardrobe's con- constantly evolving but you're wearing your pieces for the whole time like a lot of people end up after the trend is here for like five years then they Mm -hmm. go okay I kind of like that look now and then they adopt it but really they're kind of at the end of the trend so you know um the colors okay so you do want to wear the colors that are good for you and when you see a color that's in that you really love you should buy a few pieces in it because Mm -hmm. you you loved kiwi or violet or whatever and then yeah. years later, you're like, wow. And you see somebody wearing it. You're like, that's beautiful. You don't go, that's really out of date. <laughs> you're right. I, well, because I I just freshened something up, a couple of pieces spring and fall. And I know what I like. And mm-hmm. I know the colors. And then some years, you get uh, the mustard and the rust and the some kind of olive green, which, uh, for example, aren't my colors. And mm-hmm. then I get frustrated myself looking looking for my colors and um so yeah so you're saying um when you find something you like and your current colors and you know that they're going to work for you then pick up those pieces yes and you know what there's always the colors there's always colors available that look great on you you know if, if you're looking for royal blue only and that's the only color you want and they're not showing it that year then you might be a bit hooped but if you if you're willing to wear one of your other colors you'll always find them they always have warm and cool colors available every season just don't try to pick up a color that's not being shown because then you get the you know you don't get the best manufacturers um making those pieces okay good uh this next question i'm going to comment okay this Mm -hmm. uh lady's talking about shopping for used clothing Mm -hmm. trying to save money by having used clothing and as a feng shui professional Mm -hmm. uh we have to talk about predecessor chi where did this piece come from? Was it well loved? Um, you know, is it does it look like it's worn? Is it going to work? That kind of thing. Uh, but it's buying anything, clothing or furniture used, comes with a history and a little bit of karma. But at least I'm going to use the word at least with clothing, you can wash it and you can get rid of some of that old karma. And you can certainly put it to good use. A lot of people do buy a few. Uh, I'm going to use the word cheaper and expensive items and balance it with some of the more expensive items. So I just caution people about it, but it certainly works when you're trying to build your wardrobe. What are your comments on that? Yes, just be sure. You know, it's harder to buy used than it is new because of the the look, right? Because you're buying something that may may be on its way out or may even have gone out, but it was a beautiful piece. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's like sale shopping sometimes too, right? But with used things like, um, you know, 
I've taken a lot of people to those kind of stores, but I have to be very careful because just say somebody really falls in love with a boxy style jacket. Well, it only goes with pants that were in that style that went with that style before, but now the pants are more straight. They're not like okay. Not talking mm-hmm. about skinny pants. We're just talking about a little more of a straighter leg. So a boxy jacket isn't the right proportion. So just be sure that you're buying something that's still current. And if you're not, if you're not sure, like take somebody with you at least that knows clothes. Okay. Okay. That's good. Um, and this one here, explain the rule with the pants again. The tighter the pant means more casual, but the larger pants, I'm reading this boot cut or pleats or prints. How do these work into a workplace? Yeah, so there's three different styles of pants. There's the skinny leg pant, there's the straight leg pant, and there's the boot cut. And there's also a very wide fashion pant that we're we're seeing right now. It's it's very much on the trendy side. But basically a straight pant is is the look. You know, that kind of can take you a lot of places. And if you were too skinny, it looks like you're wearing weekend wear to work. Yes, that's true. Maybe you might want to have a little fuller pant for an elegant evening look if you like that look. But basically, all the looks could work for you know the straight leg or even a more skinny leg pant if you had the right shoes for it could work for evening even. Okay, so the tighter one is too casual. The skinny, the skinny jeggings or whatever they call it, too casual for for regular work. Mm-hmm. And the the big the big flared ones, the flowy ones, mm-hmm. are really too much for a workplace. Also, is that correct? Unless you're working in a very young, um, trendy kind okay. of okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, I get that too. So, Patty, we're going to. Uh, you want to talk a little bit more about your book? And I know that you've got a personal challenge for our listeners today as well, too. And you've got this unique uh, closet cleaning assessment, things to eliminate your closet. You got still a lot more to talk about here. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your book and how this works? Yes. Okay. So for anybody who wants to take their wardrobe to the next level, there's three ways that um, I can help. So one, if you want to completely transform your wardrobe in 30 minutes, I have this free seven things to immediately eliminate from your closet handout. So if you're interested in that, it can actually help you declutter instantly. It's fantastic. So you could send an email to patty at imagestrategist.com. That's P-A-T-T-I at image, I-M-A-G-E, strategist, S-T-R-A-T-E-G-I-S-T dot com. And just write closet cleaning or something in the subject line. And there's also, uh, is this right, Catherine, along the side where it says show links? Mm-hmm. Instantly, you're, you're in there. Yeah, they can just click on Patty's link and, or Kat, Patty's uh, closet assessment. Yes. Okay. And the other thing is, if you have this closet full of clothes, but you often feel that you've got nothing to wear, or when you go shopping, if you find it stressful trying to find clothes that um, fit and are flattering, then I strongly recommend you might want to get a copy of my book called First Impressions, Dressing for Impact, because I actually wrote this book for you, because it's easy and it's fast to read, and it tells you everything you need to know to put together a fabulous wardrobe that reflects your personality, uh, your lifestyle, and your budget. There's, there's actually three things that you learn from my book. It's going to inspire you to look your best. And, um, you know, it's updating your look is one of the most effective ways that uh, can help you reach your business and personal goals. So because when you feel good about yourself, you actually can really be there to focus on the things that are most important to you. And second, the book shows you how to closet cleaning. So closet cleaning 
actually simplifies your life. So it's, you know, it's a great feeling just to walk into an uncluttered, organized closet, besides the fact that it's actually easy to see what you have to wear. And so this book gives you a really simple system to do that. And um, thirdly, if you've ever noticed that how some people walk into a store and they always seem to find the best clothes, and if you find it that a little bit difficult, I have spent years in clothes from having my, in stores, from having my um, clothing store for 13 years and then always being in the store shopping with people. And I can tell instantly when somebody walks in a store if they're going to get great service and if they're actually going to find the right clothes. So I have this chapter in my book called The Mindset of a Well-Dressed Woman. And that will be all the secrets to how to find the right clothes. Because I always say people actually attract the right clothes to them if they, if they do these things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Patty, that's amazing. Okay, so first of all, I've got my, Patty's book. I bought it a couple of years ago. And I just wanted to point out how many you can, how self-serving this is. There's little quizzes in there. She asks you questions about uh, assess your before look. What do you want to go with your look? Planning your new look. And lots and lots of tips. So the taking, uh, have a look, good look at the book from Patty. You can reach her at patty at imagestrategist.com. And she's got a couple of offers in there today. So you could look at her for her closet assessment. Or looks like Patty can help you with your assessment with a personal call as well, too. So we've got here... Um, I've got another question that's just come in. Uh, Patty, is letting your hair go gray stylish? For some people, it's fabulous. But for some people, it makes them look 10 years older. It's funny. That's a great question. I was Um, was just at my AquaFit class last night, and I looked at this girl, and I'm like, wow, she looks so much older. And, you know, the thing is, unasked for advice is taken as cloaked criticism. And I'm dying to tell people, like, I always tell people if they look great, and you should do that too, because most people that look great don't people don't compliment them. But you know, mm-hmm. people compliment you on the funniest things, right? Like, like they'll say that, like if I'm cleaning somebody's closet, and they're like, oh, "What do you mean you don't like this?" Every time I wear that bright yellow dress, <laughs> everybody tell or people uh, this person comes up to me and tells me how great it looks. But you know, people are moved by color or print. The question is, do they say that looks really good on you? Yes, yes. Uh, I think, too, if you're going to go gray to have the hair styled gray, not just grow down to your waist gray. I think that that there's a a big difference here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to start to wrap up here again, uh, Patty. Uh, It's been a full hour. My goodness. So thanks, Patty, for being on the show. And thanks to our listeners that joined us on Practical Solutions for Life. I know you'll be all looking quite sharp by this time next week or uh, so don't forget to check out Patty Morrison Patty at image strategist image and there's links you're right Patty right to the side of the show link of uh, practical feng shui practical solutions for life that you'll find all the links to the show and everything we've mentioned. She's got a free closet cleaning strategy and assessment with Patty. So just put that in the subject line that you've uh, seen us on the radio or mention my name and Patty will give you a free assessment on the phone. Super. So check out the links on the right-hand side of the show here. So, so far on this practical solutions for life, we've been building on this empowerment message. 
First, we did self-care and chocolates with Rita Garnto. And now, first impressions with Patty Morrison, building more confidence for success. Looking ahead into January, we've got quite a lineup. Uh, Tuesday, January 15th, The Power of Change with Jim Britt, a co-founder of the Change Book series. He has an amazing life story, practical philosophy for life, and unique opportunities for you. So don't miss that one next week. Uh, further on down, the 22nd of January, The Power of Hidden Messages in the Workplace with Donna Stellhorn. She's a feng shui professional as well. Setting up your home office for success, avoiding self-sabotage and tips for working with a partner. So if you like this show and I'd love to hear more about you, pop on over to katherinewilking.com. For more information about me, pick up your free gift and stay in touch so you won't miss an episode of Practical Solutions for Life on the Empowerment Channel with Voice America. Tuesdays, 10 o'clock in the morning Pacific time and 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll see you next week. Have a great weekend ahead. Thank you for tuning in this week to Practical Solutions for Life. Be sure to join Catherine Wilking for another amazing show next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, embrace the changes that are coming into your life and you too can have a great day. 